Well, Zach, I was watching a bunch of videos from Tokyo Disney Sea. What is what is Tokyo Disney Sea? It's a Disney park in Tokyo. I can't figure out. I haven't done enough research to know if Tokyo Disney is a separate park from Tokyo Disney Sea. That so that's how smart I am. That about would this. make sense that they would do that because that's how kind of their other parks go. Uh, okay, then maybe they are two different parks. And they have a really good volcano. Okay. Um, and I, I feel like none of the other parks, at least, I can't, I can't remember seeing one of the mountains at the parks looking the way this volcano does. Disneyland? Might, yeah. The, 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 the California Disneyland Resort does not have a volcano. I'm pretty confident in saying that. But it has mountains, right? Of course. It has several, course. many mountains. Right. It has Space Mountain. It has Splash Mountain. There's two more. It has the Matterhorn. Uh-huh. And, uh, don't tell me. Okay, tell me. Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain, of course. And then you've got, a. Uh, I guess Grizzly Peak is a mountain in the other park? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a cool mountain. It is cool. That that might be closer to uh, the impression I have of this volcano at Tokyo Disney Sea, just based on like one photo I've seen of it. It seems to be it like it has the scale of a mountain in a way that the ones at Disneyland feel like they're too close. You know what I mean? Yeah, but a lot of that comes out of you know limitations at the time they were built of course of course uh tokyo disney sea from the tiny amount of research that i've been doing just tonight um has uh it benefits from there being this much larger history of theme park design before it and so you get this volcano that i'm telling you is magnificent that's cool i'll have to look at a picture of it after this podcast what podcast is that? Is That's that? the Heroes Path. Ba, ba, ba. And today we're talking about. Well, you were going to do like the subquests leading up to uh, Va Meadow, right? You were going to get on track to do Va Meadow. Yeah, I was. There's a whole bunch of stuff around Lake Tatori, like the Rito area. Uh, but you tipped me off that a lot of that stuff unlocks after you beat. Vometo, so you said you probably should just go do Vometo first. And so oh, that's like, right. Oh, okay. I, said, I said, told you to do that. So I w- took the path around the lake uh, and went up into the snow fields and put on my cold weather clothes, which is great because it's the, my cold weather clothes are like the Rito like mm-hmm. outfit, but I'm using the Zant from Twilight Princess helmet because that prevents you from being frozen. Oh, Interesting. And I'm like, that seems valuable, so I'm just going to look like that for the next, <laughs> like, four episodes. Cool. I'll have to remember to post a picture. Uh, So, yeah, I did that. I kind of skipped a bunch of stuff that's around, didn't take in too much of the scenery. I did stop right outside of my destination to go to Shaw Warvo Shrine. Uh, Which is a goofy name. It's a, Oh, they're all goofy names. They're all, like, anagrams. None of them are Warvo, though. Uh, they're all like weird semi-acronyms, probably. 
somebody at NOA somewhere has a list, I'm sure. There's, a, um, there, there's an Excel spreadsheet on somebody's computer that explains everyone. There's, there's got to be, and I think that the Kickstarter for this podcast will be sending us to Japan oh, no. to find the guy who knows what the inspiration for all of the shrine names is. We just have to ask Dan. Oh, yeah. Dan Osen will know. Yeah. Does he still even work at Nintendo? I don't know. <laughs> well, our we Kickstarter had... will go toward figuring that out. I feel like we've asked the same question on this podcast before, or another podcast we've done, and I don't remember the answer, so I will find out later. About Dan? About Dan. Yeah, we did We did talk about Dan a lot on we have, um, we have talked about The Dan Complete Osen. Guide. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what's in Sha Warvo's shrine? It's kind of just a puzzle chamber with a bunch of, like, uh, air currents that shoot it's you up into the air. Basic. It's pretty basic. There's one puzzle where you have to go around the back of an object and find the hidden way back up and stuff like that, but it's pretty simple. It's so basic. The only thing that's cool or even kind of interesting about this shrine is that it's in this huge vertical chamber and you get to be in this crazy huge vertical chamber yeah uh that's what's going on in this shrine is the experience of vertigo yeah i guess um so this is all on the way to the flight range and this is Mm. where we're trying to find teba uh, the flight range is this like weird sinkhole mm-hmm. with some water at the bottom, and then a ton of air currents shooting up. Of course, uh, that provides a source of amusement for the Rito, I guess. I guess. Uh, there's a bunch of targets. It's the set most up. video gamey place in within miles. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, yeah, so Te- Teba is here, you go up to him, he has zero time for you, uh, because he is on a mission to destroy Vometo. Uh, the conversation yeah. between you and him is really good, uh, where you offer, he, he, you, you talk to him for a minute, and he's just kind of explains, like, I don't really care what you have going on, I'm gonna go kill Vometo, I'm gonna destroy it. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, cool, I'm gonna help. And he says, what? And so... Before he lets you assist, he challenges you to the easiest minigame of all time. Uh, yeah, it's really easy. It is painfully easy. It's just a target thing where you jump and you have to stay in the air and shoot targets, but they give you, it's like five targets and they give you like three minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. It's absurd. Yeah. Um, and when whenever you, this is one of the places where pulling out the paraglider and an updraft replenishes your stamina right i think so yeah so there's like no no danger of that right. being a problem uh is there a harder version of this later on or no i don't think there, there is in the dlc thank goodness because yeah there needs to be a harder version they set up this really cool course and then did the mm-hmm. least challenging thing with it so and i feel like possibly if you come back after you beat Vameto, uh teba will Maybe let you try it again and you can win rupees or something. I'll have to come back after uh, this episode and take a look. Because I'm really curious. Because it's a really cool idea for an area. You know, continuing to do fun stuff with paragliding in this game is good. So Teba is like, I'm doing this on my own. Yeah. And then a- you prove yourself and then he's like, okay, you can help. Yeah. And in fact, you can do almost all the work. 
Yeah, so Teva, he was, you know, we've talked about before, I've called him the, the most forgettable one of the champions. And I kind of have a better read on his character in this game now that he's this, like, just gruff warrior guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his personality here. Uh, I feel like they embellished his personality in Age of Calamity of, like, the parts I saw where he's, oh. like, extremely, like, serious and, like, reverential towards Rivali. That's uh, interesting. And is put off when Rivali's this, like, hot-blooded Falco Lombardi guy. Oh, interesting. That kind of becomes his dynamic when he's up against another person to play off of instead of playing off of Link, who's not a person. Sure. You you know, you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, so Te- Teva's kind of given a moment to have some character, and I think it works. It's well, basically one conversation, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like the the uh the new champions invite uh comparison with the old champions yeah and we expect there to be some form of symmetry or reflection right Mm -hmm. and it's hard to see how that bears out um or if it bears out but i feel like teba kind of has rivali's a sense of well, I'm good. I can do all this myself. I'm the guy. Why should I team up with anyone? And then, uh, kind of taking Rivali's place, where Rivali <laughs> tried to do stuff on his own and got killed. Uh, Teba tries to do stuff on its own, his own, until Link comes in and teams up with him, and then he's successful. And then after that, Rivali's ghost will be able to. Um, except that he's part of a team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even before Link came up to team up with him, he was working with that other Rito guy. Oh, yeah. The, the, the bow guy, yeah. So, like, Teba is, seems very serious, but very, like... What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word, but he's very, like... I can't find the word there's there's a chain of command there's there's rules to follow and he seems mm. very like lawful in that way i guess that's a really bad way to put it but i can't think of the word i'm trying to think of anyway that's interesting uh i i need to get to age of calamity eventually so i can get because age of calamity has all these champions in it spoilers and so them playing off each other gives you just a lot more personality than what we get out of this yeah, yeah. are the uh, you, you can spoil a little bit for me. In the DLC, do we get anything from the uh, modern day champions, or no? no. Okay, that's kind of what I figured, but that'll be for the next game. What if there's a third generation of champions in the next game? Um, that is fun. I like this to idea. Think about, and they're like babies or something, or they're from the future. Fire Emblem Awakening. There you go. Yeah, where's the Lucina? Which which one? Who has the Lucina in this case? Um, I feel like that is Lincoln Zelda's kid from the future. <laughs> it's just Lucina and no explanation is given. I feel, <laughs> no, you know what? I feel like it's, uh, uh whatever. I'll design the game. Okay. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. The daughter of Lincoln Zelda comes from the future to save the, to save this specific part of the timeline. Yeah. Not 
the calamity. No. That is over. We can't. That's done. No. Uh, we need to save the world of Breath of the Wild 2 from Mummy Ganon. Yeah. And, uh, but their their daughter is a different Princess Zelda. So this Zelda is playable. That Zelda that you have an emotional connection to does not get to be playable. But this one who is just Lucina, that's okay. You can play as her. Cool. All right. And you get to play as all the other champions. And you get to do the giant, you get to play as the, um, uh, the divine beasts. But in, I, I saw that you get to play as the divine beasts in Age of Calamity. Right. Here's how Breath of the Wild 2 will improve on that. Okay. When you are piloting the divine beasts, you get the, uh, impact theme from Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Okay, sold. Sold. Why don't they have, so, oh. Ryan, you can't. Make me think of a mystical ninja in the middle of another podcast. Whoops. Oh, Lord. Okay, okay, we gotta move on. Um, so, okay, Teba says, fine, you can help me. And then, he and gives then you... we get another one of these. Well, oh, what? He gives you He gives, he you, gives you 20 bomb arrows. arrows with, like, no... Yes. Nothing. This, this is the well, whole preamble to this whole thing, yeah. It's, it, yeah, like, if you compare this to how you got into Varuta... Like, you had to go on this quest, you had to face this monstrous Lionel, mm-hmm. and, like, collect all the arrows yourself. <laughs> um, if you compare that to, uh, I'm realizing that I am saying exactly what I just heard on another podcast that was talking about this same thing. Um, yeah, that's this version is way simpler. Yep. Almost feels like they wanted to do more and just didn't. It's yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. Uh, um, but you're oh, going to need the bomb arrows. You need the bomb arrows to do this whole, uh, sequence. It's the action sequence. The where, action sequence. Where you get the, the voiced lines. Which, right. <laughs> which show up here, and they show up when you're doing the mini game. Uh. Oh, okay. And that's the only time you get the voiced lines. And it's, uh, so you're flying on Teba's back. Mm-hmm. And you have to shoot, like, a, a shield generates around Va. Uh, meadow yeah. and you have to shoot the shield generators obviously well and that's worthy of the uh descendant of falco lombardi yep the uh shield generators apparently you don't have to hit them with bomb arrows you can hit them with um your runic bombs um as that i seems learned hard. from Oh, it's hard. It take it's really tedious, and hitting them with bomb arrows is not hard at all. No, I mean you can get right up on him. Like he warns you yeah. not to get too close, but like I, he warns you not to get too close because if you get too close, it becomes trivial. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the designers coming in and, yeah. and inhabiting Teva and saying, "Don't get too close, or else you're gonna see through the facade of this challenge." Exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, it's it's all so slight. This whole this whole preamble to this one specifically is just so slight. It's a shame. Yeah, I feel yeah. I, I feel bad for Lorito getting chafted like this because every but other you know one is what? Good. Yeah, the spectacle of flying around Va Meadow and shooting you know the aerial combat stuff that is really cool. Sure, yeah. I, I, I think that like visually or experientially, um. It's a lot cooler than, uh, certainly than the Varuta 
adventure where well i would say the in, the, the va rudania definitely where yeah va rudania of, is like a well it's a <laughs> escort mission that's a whole mission this is more of a sequence yeah, yeah. uh this is like really cool so uh, it's got that going for it but it is like way less uh interesting yeah <laughs> it's cool but not as interesting uh, and then you disable the shield and you're able to get into the Bolse base. And Teba is like injured a little bit. So he says, hey, I'm going to fly back. Oh, that's right. He gets hurt a little bit. He gives you a thumbs up confirming what Ryan said on the previous episode. Ah, the, the Rito have thumbs. They have thumb feathers. Their feathers are prehensile. Yeah. And if you think about that in realistic terms, it will gross you out. Yeah, probably. Um... We're greeted when we get on Vometo by Rivali's ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, I have something here to talk about Rivali, but maybe we'll circle back to Rivali later. Okay. Um, I'm excited to hear what it is. But I don't know. I don't really. To... I don't have anything exciting. I just kind of want to dissect his character a little bit. Okay. But we should probably talk about the dungeon first, and then we can get to the end, and that's where you meet with Rivali's ghost. Sure. Uh, uh, the dungeon is neat. I like how it has the whole, like, open area platform on top. Yes. That could be, like, you could have your wedding reception up there, right? That's not something I would have thought of, but you are 100% right. It is a venue. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I like this. I like this a lot, actually. Um. Well, and, like... Beyond just that hilarious joke I just made, the fact that there's this one single open area that's got, like, you can see the sky above it, um, it makes it feel like a place and not just a robot dungeon, you know? Well, the whole time you're here, you're circling above a version of the world. And I love that so much. It's not, it's not actually up above the world because they just don't want to load any of that other stuff, but, like, Uh it is, you know, a part of the physical landscape down below so i love 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 in games where you get you're in (laughs) these places high up where you can see the rest of the world Mm. um in um link to the past right when you're on top of the castle they like have the world map is like the background in like mode seven the the, the mountain oh the mountain no wait are we talking about two different things Link to the past. Link to the past. You can't. You're not. You're never that high up. Uh, oh, am I thinking of um, Link Between Worlds? Maybe, yeah. Okay, in Link Between Worlds, when you get to the top of either Hyrule Castle or Low Rule Castle, you can like see the map of the game mm. way down below. You all blurred out. Um, and in Banjo Tui, when you're in Cloud Cuckoo Land, then like. The Isle of Hags, you can see below you. The extremely you know low-res, blurry picture of the Isle yeah. of Hags that people yeah. have tried to make into an actual map before. Because I want to see those actual the physical maps. layout of the Isle of Hags doesn't make sense, sort of, but kind of, and it's very confusing. Oh my gosh, there's more to this than I imagined. Yeah, I need to get into this wormhole. Um, so, uh, what are other games where you get to see everything? Oh, I don't know. There's lots of games. Okay, well, those are the games I like. Okay, good. 
Link Between Worlds, Banjo-Tooie, Breath of the Wild. This may be an incomplete list. All right. Well, it's, it's a start. Yeah. Um, um, what else is going on in this other than the venue on the top? So there's not a ton of like puzzles a lot of the puzzle is being able to traverse this area and you eventually find the little con- like like flight control unit that lets you pitch Varuda which one is this Bombetto like at an angle to the left or an angle to the right which is fun it's fun and then it makes it able to like wholesale skip parts because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can angle it and then go from a high point to a low point right right there's kind of two big puzzles in each wing and sure. on the uh one of the wings i don't know if it's left or right because i don't remember what side var Vometto's head's on uh i guess it's its left wing i think you enter at the tail end okay so then it's its left wing has a puzzle where you have to like magnesis something on the other side of like some bars oh yeah yeah to open something to open something else and what happens is you can get halfway through that puzzle and then a window opens there's like these windows in the front of the wings that you can open at various times Mm -hmm. that let air currents in but also let you link in if you (laughs) finagle your way up high enough and fly down (laughs) and so i skipped half that puzzle because i'm like i can just go out and jump back in that's rad and it's great. I just, because they, they let you do that, you can just skip that puzzle. It's fine. That's awesome. The other wing has, like, a puzzle where you're having to... Oh, there's a big, like, thing on a track that you need to slam into a switch. You have to slam into a switch, and you have to slam it into it with some force. Sure. Because the first time I tried to do it, it, like, bumped into it and did not push the switch far enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I had to repeat the puzzle and make it go fast sure uh, and that's a mechanic that i think we've already seen in at least one shrine and it's just occurring to me what a good uh variation that is on the normal idea of a switch you have to hit absolutely um that's so clever fun the whole time this is going on Rivali's ghost is like starts out like ridiculing you mm-hmm and then by the end is like, hey, you're doing pretty good, actually. And then, <laughs> uh, like, by the end is, like, rooting for you. And uh, so there's character development as you are checking off boxes to finish the dungeon. Yeah. Uh, you get up to the control unit after you get all the other little sub-control units. Uh, and I noticed this time that the control unit itself has four heads, and each head is one of the Divine Beasts. Yeah, I never noticed that before. I don't remember how I ended up noticing this, but I was staring at it for long enough doing something else that I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I, like, maybe I set the controller down to do something while I was like facing it or something. I don't remember, but like, yeah, I was like, wait, it's all the Divine Beasts. Neat. That's cool. So then, because you had all five um, checkpoints activated, you were able to activate the control unit with no problem. Well, no, of course not, because I walk up to it and then a Ganon shows up. Oh, no! This one is Windblight Ganon. Mm. Uh, and this is the Blight who gets an accordion in its theme music. Yes. 
Uh, it has just really cool to have an accordion in a boss fight. Yeah. He... We're not making a big enough deal out of this. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Accordion is cool. Okay. This is kind of the default version of the light theme that pops up in my head, too. Well, yeah, it's the most memorable. Uh, so instead of having, like, a facsimile of a bow, he just has a big gun arm? Sure. And he shoots lasers at you. You know, shoots which is lasers good. at you, yeah. Halfway through, he gets a bunch of, like, bits that shoot, like, angled lasers at you that are really cool. Oh, interesting. And you cannot target those. I tried very hard to shoot the bits, but you cannot shoot the bits. What are bits? What are you talking about? So, like, in a, like a, a like a gradius, you get little things oh, okay. that kind of orbit around that also shoot lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has those. Okay. That also shoot lasers as he's shooting lasers. But he also, does he fire missiles that home in on you? I don't remember. Maybe. Well, you would you would know. Um, the reason I ask is because you say in your notes that like it's not clear what the intended way of beating him. Critically, we don't know how you're supposed to use one of your runes to like actually get this guy. Like what his weak point is. Yeah, in comparison to some of the other uh, Ganons we fought. In the fire blight ganon is weak definitely to you're supposed to use bombs um thunder blight ganon you're it's definitely supposed to use uh magnesis water blight yeah you're definitely supposed to use cryonis and here i don't really see a use for stasis were you not able to hit the bits with stasis you cannot stasis the bits you cannot okay, you can stasis thing is very wrong you can stasis wind blight ganon but it is just like when, you know, it's just like stasising anything else. Uh, I'm going to read the wiki. Let's okay. see. Okay. We really got to get to the bottom of this. He oh, you're checking tornadoes. Zelda wiki? Yes. He shoots okay, tornadoes I'm going to check you. Zelda dungeon because okay. I'm trying to... Um, you shoot arrows use... to... Def shoot arrows. I'm trying to replace all my use of Zelda wiki with Zelda dungeon. Honestly, you are correct to do that. Um... He sends four objects in the air. They just call them objects. I wonder if Zelda Dungeon calls them bits. I or don't funnels. think anyone calls them bits, Zach. I think that's just a cool thing you made up. Then I didn't make it up. That's like the, the, the shmup term for it, I think. But you made up using it in Zelda. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, oh, you can shoot them with arrows. You can shoot them with arrows, and then he will become disabled, is what it says. Zelda Dungeon calls them drones. But yeah, if I, I control F for stasis, zero results. It seems like a missed opportunity. It seems like stasis should work on him, and that should complete yes. the, the, the whole thing. I expect symmetry in all things in video games, and this asymmetry is unacceptable. It's weird. Just weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least I'm I'm validated that I was correct that it didn't work, so that's good. Okay. Uh, he's not too hard. I mean, you have bomb arrows, and you have a million updrafts to do bullet time at him. Yeah, so yeah. I think the first time I fought him, I just used bomb arrows and destroyed him very quickly. This time okay. I, play, I played around a little bit more and was trying to shoot all sorts of stuff and try weird uh, stuff, and nothing really worked. Zach playing with his food. Kind of. 
Um, and so that's it. You get a heart container that always surprises me. Um, <laughs> every time I'm like, oh yeah, I forget you get heart containers from this. Uh, you tame the divine beast. It perches on top of the Rito town. Yeah. That's and fun. And all the Rito are very happy about this. Uh, Rivaldi's ghost pops out and says, hey, you know, you're pretty cool. And that's kind of it. I don't know. Um. Well, yeah. what do you want to say about Rivali, Zach? Uh, the only thing I was going to mention that I could remember to talk about was that they designed him first and then he dictated what the Rito design ended up being. Oh, interesting. I think I might've mentioned that in the last episode, but I don't remember what I'm, but I wanted to mention here while he's here is that, yeah, they devised how he would look and then went from the, use that as a starting point to design the rest of the Rito. Is that also what happened with Urbosa? Because I could totally believe that. I don't remember that being the case, but I haven't really read to Urbosa yet because okay. I haven't met her yet. Oh, who's Urbosa? I don't know who that is. I definitely have not had an amiibo on an episode of her that we've already talked about. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, Rivali is a very easy character archetype. Yeah. Uh, curious to see what happens in the continuing adventures DLC or whatever. Oh, uh... The Champion's Ballad. Yes. Curious. I I kind of know some spoilers about some of that stuff, and I don't know what his spoilers would be. I am really impatient for you to get to the DLC, because I feel well, like there. a lot of it is really cool. We're getting close. Did you know there's a motorcycle? You know. We'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Okay. Um... You get Rivali's Gale. Ryan has finally allowed me to get Rivali's Gale for this podcast. <laughs> I wanted to do it first, and he said, absolutely not. You need to struggle first. And I said, Is oh, that okay. what I said? I don't think you said struggle, but yeah, you were like, no, no, no. It would be too easy if you get Rivali's Gale first. Huh. And you're probably right, but now I have it. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, no. It just gives you a free updraft at any time. It's so good. Oh, yeah, it does. Um... It does make getting around a lot less interesting uh, because you you no longer have to think about, oh, there's a wall in my way. That also makes certain places easier to get to. So I'm excited to have it for some of the upcoming stuff. Hmm. I wonder what of, you could mean. I mean, there's just a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of weird places where this is, it comes in very handy. Uh, you also get his bow. Oh, yeah. Uh, which you better believe I immediately put on my wall at home. Oh, of course. Uh, and you also get his respect. <laughs> he begrudgingly ex ex respects you now. Wow. Uh, this all happens when you're talking to, I like, the... I guess I should be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we should do a Star Fox podcast, but also we should definitely not do a Star Fox podcast. Why not? Because then we'd have to play more games than just Star Fox 64. Oh, um, if we did a Star Fox podcast, we would not play the games. We would just talk about what we read on Lilat Wiki. Oh, I don't I don't want this life. I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass. 
Uh, Star Fox Zero was really good. I like. Oh, I didn't like Star. I liked. Hang on. Let me form a form a form a opinion here. Okay. I liked two levels in Star Fox Zero. What levels did you like in Star Fox Zero? There was one level towards the end that was just genuinely a good shooter level. Like it, it okay. got it was, it was far enough in I, I forget what the name of the level, but but it was one of the ones towards the end that was far enough along that the game was actually just fun and good, except mm. for the boss. Because they do all range mode and it's terrible. Uh, the other good level was the Star Wolf fight at the very end is really good. Um, on the the planet that has like, like trenches. Yeah, like the small trench planet. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a fun fight. That's a really fun fight. Uh, those were yeah, the only two good. good levels. Huh. Um, I don't remember having a problem with most of it. I don't remember it very well because the left stick on my Wii U gamepad broke. And so I have like very vague memories of most of my Wii U games. That's regrettable, but that's how it is sometimes. It's sad. Um, Oh, one more Breath of the Wild thing I was going to point out. I was talking to the Rito Elder after this and in the middle of like the stuff he's talking, he recognizes the Master Sword. Um... Now, did you get the Master Sword before you did Varudanya? No. I did that immediately after Udanya. Okay, because I feel like all of the local elders react to the Master Sword. Oh, really? That's cool. Or they like... um, Or maybe... Jeez, I'm only remembering this specifically about the Rito Elder that he says, Oh, you don't have the Master Sword. Right, I, I I bet if they if that's a if that's text that they put in for him, I bet there is a you don't have it text where he probably like hints to get yeah. it. But I here feel like the like, other elders have the same deal where they're like, uh, if you were really the the guy, you would have the master sword. I don't remember that in the other ones, but I just might have missed it. I don't hmm. I, or I didn't note it at the time. Hmm. But he definitely was like, hey, wait, that's the that's that's the sword. Hey. Hey, I guess you're like a real guy. I guess you're you're the, you're the hero. Good job being that hero. Uh, but that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I played this time. I just wanted to focus on you know the dungeon. I think it's. <sighs> I was gonna say it's kind of a lightweight dungeon. As far as oh, because like, it's a bird. Uh huh. It's a dungeon with hollow bones. Yeah, it's a very aerodynamic dungeon. Uh, but I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a big, cool set piece. Like it's massive on the outside, yeah. and it's yeah. cool to run around on a giant bird, and it's fun in that way. Well, and you know, the it it's cool to run around on a giant bird. It's cool to disable shield generators flying around a giant bird, and I think even the flight range falls into this category of things that are they look really cool, so they don't need to be that difficult or in-depth right 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 right. that is the name of the game in rito zone yeah so i'm gonna stick around rito zone a little bit more there's a whole bunch of side quests Mm. and a bunch of stuff in this area that i haven't even looked at yet well get to it i'm 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 on it fox